Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Ground Drone Podcast. We are in episode number five. Today, we are joined by a special guest. You're about to get to know him just in a little bit. But before all of that, we, of course, like to make sure that you guys follow us on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Instagram. We are at Ground Drone Podcast. Uh, that's for Instagram, for Facebook, and on YouTube, just look for Ground Drone, okay? Make sure to click sub- subscribe and... Stay tuned, okay? Um, today we've got another sponsor. Last week we had the best grilled cheese, or last episode rather, we had the, the best grilled cheese in town. Uh, melt, hashtag melt with us. Did I get that correct? Okay, good. Today we've got the Healthy Grocery uh, Company. Com. The Healthy Grocery. Uh, they gave us some free samples of their protein powder, their bioactive whey, grass fed whey which is obviously healthy. Uh, we've got the raw maca as well. If you guys are interested in their products, go ahead and check out their website, www.thehealthygrocery.com and follow them on Instagram at thehealthygrocery, same on Facebook, okay? <coughs> and without further ado, we're gonna be uh, introducing you guys to our guest today. It is only timely that we get one of what is con- who is considered to be one of the OGs of Filipino CrossFit because it is the Open tomorrow. But by the time you're watching this, the Open was yesterday because we released this on Saturday. Does that make any sense? That makes sense. Makes this sense. is like this is like time yeah. warping, right? Our guest today is one of the pioneer CrossFitters in the Philippines. He is one of the original head coaches of CrossFit Manila. Um, he is the only Filipino to ever qualify for individual competition in the CrossFit Games, the Asia region. This was back in when it was still being held in Korea. As most of you know, we are now combined with the Australian region uh, as we are the Pacific region now, right? Um, he, is the, he was first place in the Masters division. I will not disclose what age, but he was in the Masters division last year <laughs> in the CrossFit Open in Asia, that is in 2016. He's also the one of the most celebrated and decorated athletes in, in Manila. I wrote that. Okay. <laughs> uh, both for individual competition and team competition. He is one of the head judges as well for the Manila Throwdown, both for the team and individual competition, uh, which is a local competition. Um, he has a full-time job. He is a part-time athlete, a father, a husband, a son, and we call him a kuya. Uh, we have Coach Paolo Tata. Woo! Uh, thank you, Job. Thank you, Central Grounds, for inviting me for the podcast. Yeah. I'm very much thrilled to be here today. No, the honor is all, all I, ours. I yeah. peed a little bit when I got your message. We're going to be in a podcast. Yeah. yeah it's probably, is this your first time to be in a podcast? Yeah, first yeah, time we'll, to be in a podcast. In, in all of the years so, that we've known each other, I, think, I don't think a podcast has ever existed. No, no, yeah. no. So, podcast yeah. cherry pop yeah. today. Cherry pop. Yeah. So, please, Paul, um, we'd like to know more about you. So, please, tell us. <laughs> Who you are? What do you do? When did you start CrossFit? What did you do before then? Okay, so um, well, uh, to those who don't know me, or at least for the new ones, okay, I'm Paula Tatad. Uh, I've been doing CrossFit since 2011, since the first box uh, under CrossFit Manila opened. Uh, I've been doing CrossFit for the last six years. I've been doing competitive CrossFit for the last four years. Competitive CrossFit. Okay. There is a distinction, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there is a distinction. Okay. Um, I, you know, obviously, I'm in my prime age, Masters Division. Not this still. As Joe would say. Um, I'm a father. I have four kids. 
I have a full-time corporate job uh, in Ortigas. And, you know, CrossFit is just one of those passions that I have that, you know, fuels the fitness side and, let's say, the, you know, competitive side in me. Um, I was a varsity athlete from high school to college. What sport? Uh, volleyball. Damn. Volleyball. And, you know, uh, one of those weekend warriors. You do basketball, you do volleyball, badminton, everything. So, uh, sports and fitness really runs in my blood. Super sidetracked, but if... Uh if you don't know his numbers, Pau has a, a back squat that is well over 400 pounds. So if you're a volleyball player, mm. given. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll get to know him a little bit more. Uh, when we return, um, we'll do some quick tips or quick facts about Pau. Just so as we jump into our main topic today, which is the CrossFit Open, specifically here in the Philippines. Have we progressed where it was before? Um, where will we be in three to five years? So on and so forth. That'll be our main topic today. So please, don't go away. And we're back. And again, sitting with us is Paolo Tatad, Coach Paolo Tatad, well known as KP. We're going to do some quick bits or quick facts about him just to get to know him a little bit uh, as we move on to our topic later on, which we'll be discussing the CrossFit Open in the Philippines. So, Pao. Favorite CrossFit movement, first and foremost? Snatch. Snatch. Favorite cheat meal? Uh, it's okay to brand drop. Steak from Peter Luger. Steak? With all the sidings. <laughs> all the, all the sidings. sidings. In case you guys need gains, now you know where to go. Peter Luger. But Peter you have Luger, to go to New York go. to do yeah. that. Oh, that's it. That's, there's none here? None. Eh. Okay, then I guess that's not really brand dropping because you can't find it here. Favorite dessert? <sighs> Too many to mention, actually. Too many to mention, but... Uh, normally for my birthday or for anniversaries, I always get Yulo strawberry shortcake. I know about this. I may have had it in a party, but yes. not all my all my yeah. friends, my family, they yeah. know yeah. Yulo strawberry shortcake. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. I've attended a few weddings where it was there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Favorite recreation activity, or basically, if you're not doing CrossFit, what are you doing? I would be playing with my kids. Okay, apart from that, because that's just a daddy thing to say. He has uh, four kids, but he has six-pack abs. Boom! I found a way to put it in. <laughs> yes! Host, veteran. Uh, recreation activity. I love to sleep. Sleep? Yeah, yeah. sleep. I think, that's, I think that's what a lot of, a sleep. Lot of people these days... They, they more, than, more than like, you know, TV, just yeah. sleep. So you're not a Netflix person? Uh, Okay, I, I probably say something. Remember those times like when we download those episodes of, right. of certain things? Yeah. That really effed up my sleep. So, <laughs> you know, you're, you're just gonna say like, okay, one episode, two episodes, oh, 11 o'clock na. Then yeah. before you know it, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. Before you know it, it's freaking 4 a.m. in the morning. Right, yeah. So, you know, Netflix, iFlix, or, or what have you, it's, it's kind of a curse. Yeah. So, I'd, you know, so I kind of got traumatized with, with that with that experience so I you know I, now I really value my sleep you know as you get older you'll understand eventually <laughs> well we have a few years or quite a while before we get there but yes you have quite a while something that most people don't know about you Paul. okay um, I guess there is a point in my life um, I almost participated in uh, public service okay um, but it didn't happen but then there were opportunities. I mean, if it, if it wasn't for CrossFit, I'd probably be in public office. Like governor, mayor kind maybe, of deal, maybe, counselor? Maybe within those lines. I can imagine you, like with the barong and everything. That yeah, would definitely yeah. be working. You'd still okay. be Kuya Pao. Gusot mayaman. Gusot mayaman, yeah. 
Okay, that, that, that's a fun fact. And, and of course, last but not the least, the story behind being known as KP, because you're well known across, the, across Manila, especially in the fitness world, as KP. So please, shed some light. Okay, so basically KP um, was coined by one of our late members, uh, Lisa Fonacher. Um, back in the day, because Lisa is a barcada of my sister, and their barcada would always hang out in our house, and you know they would they would call me Kuya Pau. Okay, so years on, Lisa joins CrossFit Manila, cross paths again, and she'd always call me Kuya Pau. And then eventually, you know, it was too long, so he said KP na lang. So KP, KP, KP. And then the, you know the other members when I became coach, you know they would have they would have a play with words. So they'd call it quotes. Quotes, yes, quotes. Yeah, yeah. So like you know KP stuck as either quotes pau or kuya pau. Right. And ever since you know KP has stuck. Um, I think even when the first time I went to the fort, nobody called me pau. Everybody called me KP. Yeah. So it just kind of rang through the boxes, rang through, and you know we just we just kept it. Yeah. So like people outside. Um, it's funny because people um, who are in day jobs and they say, Paolo Tatad, ow, that's KP. That's yeah, KP. That's KP. Who, who, my, my, uh, the, the other part of my universe would say, who's KP? Who's, who's KP? KP? No, that's Paolo Tatad. Oh, KP is Paolo Tatad. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. anyway, so that's it. That's, that's how KP came across and that's what it is today. So I guess there's a much more deeper meaning after all. Like I really thought that this some some of the typical old school douchebags just started calling you Coach Pao and then <laughs> that's what stuff. I actually always wondered why like if they called you Coach Pao, I was like, Coach does not start with the letter K. It always started with the letter C. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, that, you, that, know, you know how play, you know how playful people are. So yeah. Yeah. No, they, but I remember they just get creative with things. So yeah. Pao and I we, we go way back uh, back in 2012. Yeah. Uh, was when I first met Pao and he, he got me into what he mentioned earlier, the competitive CrossFit side, right? Uh, it was post-open and I remember we were supposed to go to Brunei. Like you just gathered a bunch of us and you said, yeah, hey, listen, yeah, there's yeah, this yeah, competition. Yeah, right, yeah. And for those who know me, I'm somewhat competitive. For the, uh, the first uh, beast. Uh, the beast of the Southeast, yeah, beast I of the remember. Southeast. And then, um, yeah, we just, I remember being under your tutelage and then uh, understanding your ways and, you know, the rest is pretty much history. Like we got the regional, so on and so forth. But of course, regionals is what we're talking about. That's that's the next level of competition. Mm -hmm. Our main topic today is really the CrossFit Open, and um, I'll be explaining real quickly uh, what it is for those who actually don't understand it yet. Uh, it starts again. I'm gonna say tomorrow, but by the time you're watching this, it's already yesterday. Uh, this will be the first week of the CrossFit Open. The CrossFit Open is five weeks long. Every weekend, one workout will be released. You have from, at least from Philippine time, Friday till, is it Monday now? You can go no, all no, the way no, till Monday. No, it's Friday until Tuesday, Tuesday morning. Right, you can, but you can go all the way to like Monday night, right? Yep. Yeah, so. Or Tuesday not, morning, Tuesday yeah. early morning. Tuesday for, early morning. If I, know, I know, like, like, I remember before when we do uh, our re-attempts or redos, we do it like 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. right before the... On a Tuesday, the, right on before a Tuesday, right before, yeah. the, before submission. Yeah, so you've got from Friday morning, right? Friday morning. They release it all the way till Monday evening or early Tuesday, Tuesday morning, morning to do the workout and submit your, your score online. 
And when you submit your score, you basically put on this massive leaderboard, which has all the names of all the CrossFitters from all around the world, whether they're <coughs> part of an affiliate or independently doing it in their garage, um, or partaking of it, or they're actually doing the workout. And you basically put in this ranking system. So it's a very nice way to just kind of enjoy community. But of course, it's not the only reason why the Open exists. Of course, it's the testing ground, and we'll be discussing more and more about that later on, especially in a localized sense. But it's also a stepping stone to what is called the regionals, right? We are in Asia, we are combined with Australia, and together we form what is called the supercontinent that is Pacific, Pacific regionals, regionals, right? And if you so happen to be in the top five, whether you're individual male, individual female, or teams in that competition, you get to move on to the much coveted CrossFit Games, right? Which is basically the Olympics of uh, CrossFit, CrossFit, as you can say. Right? But again, that, that's for a different topic, that's for a different time. Today, uh, we'll be discussing on a more local basis uh, the Philippines and the CrossFit Open and where we have gone since 2010. When we get back, <coughs> we'll be having, I'll be passing the floor back to uh, Pau and he'll be telling us much more about it uh, in detail. All right, and we're back. And of course, we've talk, we're talking about now the bulk of our topic today, the CrossFit, in the, <coughs> the CrossFit Open in the Philippines. And our first question for Pau is, of course, we had him or we invited him today because he is one of the original CrossFitters of the Philippines, one of the pioneers. And who better to discuss about, you know, things from, from way back when it started to today and who has seen the progress because he never really took a break, right? Uh, and he succeeded in multiple aspects of it, whether at <laughs> a competitive a level or the community level and the facilitating level as he is a head coach. So Pau, um, we're talking about the Open in the Philippines. Where is it now? How much do you think has it changed since the beginning, which is 2010, roughly, right? Uh, has it evolved here? Locally? Okay. Um, well, I guess natural evolution of, of CrossFit per se. As the, as the community grows, so will the Open. Um, when, when CFMNL started out, what, 2011, the Open was already there. But because CFMNL was starting out, um, you know, we had no clue what the Open was. Okay, no clue whatsoever. I remember going to class one time and then it just said there 11 point something. And then uh, coach on hand made to do it, did the workout, died. Oh, so this is what the Open is. Next day, it's a regular uh, workout. So what's, what's the Open and what's this? Um, I guess the, for me, my, my personal introduction to the Open was really 2012. But I need to tell you first, that joining the Open in 2012 was really by accident. Right. It wasn't by design. Okay, right. our go my goal with some others, okay, was really to do a Spartan race. Uh, no, Tough Mother. Sorry, Tough Mother yeah. in Australia, 2012. Right. Okay, using CrossFit as the um, vehicle to get us fit for that endeavor. Okay. So, train we did. September, October, November, December. Okay, I guess that was the time we were putting in double, triple wads. Okay, it was an unheard of. Mm. So we do like a wad before class, a wad during class, and like a finisher after. Okay, but and since uh, Tough Mother was really more an endurance, we just focus on that. So there was little strength bias. Right. Okay, and then January rolled in. From a group of seventeen, we became two. Fifteen guys backed out. So, um, 
I was looking at my friend and saying, and we were talking and we were saying like, okay, what do we do now with all this fitness? Yeah. Okay? What do we do with all this fitness? Okay. And, you know, he said, you know, okay, I just crossfit again and go back to my normal things. Okay. All right. Me, I was left in a quandary. So I, I saying, why not do the open, you know, maybe find out w- what, what it is. So 2012, I signed up and I did the open. Okay. And ever since then, okay, my training, or let's say, has always been geared towards the open. Right. Okay. So if like you competitive CrossFitters out there, you okay, competitive CrossFitters, okay, you people, no, I was kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, like if wh- why why do I train? It's always because of the open, it's because, you know, or or for the regionals. But more often not, it's always the first step, which is the open. Right. Okay. You make the open, then you you. You do well, then you're on to your next step. You do well regionals, then it's on to the games or, or what have you. So for the last couple of years, I've been doing competitive CrossFit. The Open has always been the number one goal in my mind. Those closest to me or who have trained with me know that, okay, know, know that fact. Yeah. Now, but the thing is like, through the last five years or six years that I've witnessed the Open and how boxes have grown mushroomed in the Philippines left and right, you know, from Apari to Holo. You know? yeah. It's it's big. Um, you've you've had already drop ins with say military people, uh, Americans, Australians who would drop in the boxes to do the, just specifically the open. The open they look right. for a judge, they'll film it and then you just want to do the open workout. Okay. I remember in 2012, we had a Australian guy. We had an Australian guy. He was here for like a month and a half. He did, uh, I think, four out of the five workouts he, in, in Libis. Uh, Libis was still open then. And I remember like 12.1, he did like 115 burpees. Right. And like at, at that time, yeah, at yeah. that time, like, holy crap, 115 burpees in seven minutes. Like, you were looking at like immortal. Yeah. You know? like, no Filipino can do that, no, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, um, I was blessed with a good number, okay, for, for, for that one. I think JV, Coach JV Ko from Fort also did a, a very good number. Um, Ipe Zamora. Ipe, okay, yeah. I, I, I remember Ipe. Hi, Ipe. I remember Ipe got a really good score. I think 107, yeah. if, if I'm right. I, I don't know. But I know he hit 100. Yeah. And then, um, Burpees came out, had a decent score. 12.2 came out, which was the snatches. Right. Okay. Um, and like I said, I love snatches. Okay. And at that time, like 165 was fairly an okay weight for me. So I said, if I can get to 165, I know I can crank out a few. Right. Which I did. Yeah. And because of that workout, that rocketed me to like a 30th place in Asia. Mm-hmm. Although emotionally, I wasn't invested yet. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't invested yet. I think I, w- I got invested in by the third week. Okay, the third week was um, 11.3 was, uh, 12.3 was the, uh, deadlifts, push press, and toast bar. Right. Okay. I kind of bombed that because nobody was really good at toast bar at that at time. At that time, okay? yeah. I mean, even John Burton. Hi, John. If you hey, see John. This. No, I know he listens yeah. to this one. Okay. Um, you know, he did very well also, but totally bombed the toast bar. Right. The, the, the box jumps, the deadlifts, that's it. I think at that point, I said... I dropped, but I didn't drop far. Yeah. I said I'm selling 60. Yeah. So might as well, you know, start to get invested in this. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then um, 
But alas, 12.4 was the wall balls, double unders, and muscle ups. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think the advantage, not it wasn't the advantage, but you need to understand like not a lot of people could do a lot of muscle ups then. Yeah. Okay. So I remember like working with John uh, that week, you know, just to do muscle ups. I remember I watched you guys. Yeah. So yeah. I was a, a fortunate to learn a bar muscle up first before a ring muscle up. I eventually got that ring muscle up. Um, but then when we did the attempt, I didn't get, I didn't get the muscle up. But the, even if at that score and my tiebreaker was good enough to keep, to keep me afloat. Right. Okay, keep me afloat. And obviously the last, the last one for that was the um, thruster chest to bar ladder. Right. Uh, it was a retest of uh, uh, 2011. So to go up 369. The looking at the scores, I needed uh, like uh, 100 or 105 reps to qualify. And I never, and in the previous four weeks, I never redid the workout. Right. Okay. It, it was, it, it reduce were, were foreign. Okay. Yeah. It was like aliens. Why, why bother where we do a workout? It still should be. I mean, why die, right? Or why die? Yeah. So why die twice or yeah. thrice, right? So, um, did the workout. Below 100. Okay. Leaderboarded. Okay. And I couldn't sleep. Yeah. Sunday night, Sunday night, I just had to do it. Because Monday I had work, Tuesday I had work. So I said Sunday night I had to do it. So Sunday night I did. Okay. I got the reps that I needed. So all I, all I had to do was just wait maybe until Friday. And it was the longest wait of my life. Yeah. Or one of the longest wait. Okay. Because normally what happens when the leaderboard is, okay, scores are submitted. You have the scores that are validated. You won't see scores that are validated immediately and they're going to come in the system. An audit comes out, and normally that audit would be like Thursday or Friday. So normally you see the final score shift on the leaderboard Thursday and Friday. Okay. Um, Friday midnight, around 12.30 or 1, the score shifted. Yeah. Number 57. Boom. Made it. Made it. Yeah. Made it. And, you know, another thing that people don't know when I made the regions, I cried my eyeballs out. Okay, I cried my eyeballs out, out of joy. I probably didn't know that, but I probably assumed it anyways. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, you know, people outside the community will say, why do you work out so hard? Why yeah. do you exercise so hard for what? Yeah. Right? People won't understand. Obviously, people in CrossFit do understand, but yeah. then even, even my, my wife was telling me, or like, my son, why is, why is daddy crying? Yeah. So, why, is, is there anything wrong? You yeah. know, that kind of deal. But I made it. Yeah. And regionals happened best experience of my life or one of the best experiences of my life and like ever since those those who've been to regionals they know they see they see the the atmosphere it's different um there's there's a certain kick when when you're competing with the best of the best of a certain continent and i think that's what drives us those who do the competitive aspect um you know to, to work hard in training to dedicate time in training and as the open just gets bigger, your sample size gets bigger, athletes get stronger, get faster, obviously you, you want to do better. Right, okay? yeah. um, and, and that's what it is. People are fueled or the community is fueled by just wanting to be better. Right. Actually, when I see, like, if you're going to ask me from a fitness perspective, the open for me is really a celebration of fitness. And mm -hmm. even CrossFit will say it's a celebration of fitness. Yeah. It's like it's, it, it celebrates the, the one year that you're exercising, you're maintaining a healthy lifestyle, 
using CrossFit as that you know physical vehicle to be that fit person you want to be, and then from there you get that five weeks to to see how far you've gone. Right. Right. Yeah. You have your retests to tell you if you've improved or what or have you. So, yeah. um, you know, even even I myself, even though that it's an important. Um, uh, it's an important mark in in the phys- in the fitness year for me. That's my way of let's say celebrating f- fitness through yeah. the open. Okay, yeah. so even if let's say one day I stop competitive CrossFit, hopefully when pigs fly, uh, which is never. <laughs> um, um, how do you say this? I, I just want to celebrate my fitness. That's that's my that's my giving back to the community. That's my giving back to CrossFit by by doing the open to the best that I can. Yeah, and if ever you know we all move up to the next level whether it be regionals or the online qualifiers then more work than right, you yeah. know it just validates your segments but you know what the work that you put in yeah to the to the previous year yeah but for those who you know don't meet expectations you need to understand why okay? right. you need to be, um, it's not about exercising you know there's nutrition there's rest there's recovery i know on the previous podcasts you've also covered those topics already mm. they all play a, a part okay? right they all play a part in fitness yeah. okay so like open the open per se okay i know we kind of got segued a little That's bit fine. but uh, it, it, ha- it has gotten bigger you have different athletes from the, you know from the woodworks coming out um you know you have guys like Nietzsche in the south justin from Marikina. i'm sure they're yeah, you have coach merwin from pampanga you have guys even from crossfit baguio yeah and then obviously the the spectrum doesn't stop there because you have your neighboring countries like Malaysia, Singapore, Brunei, Indonesia, Thailand who are churning out good athletes whether local or expats. Right. Okay. So um, the, more, the more people embrace the Open um, from a competitive aspect then you're going to see more people take it more seriously. Right. Seriously. Yeah, okay. seriously so to speak. So, seriously yeah. so to speak. But then you have other people like who's, who likes the Open because they get tested. Just like so, they know that they know that okay, this is my opportunity to know how far I've, how far I've come. Okay, maybe maybe this time in a workout I get my muscle up. Maybe I get my double unders. Maybe I'll get my uh, PR or or what have you. So it so the way I see like certain people like in in CFMNL we have the new kids in the box. Mm-hmm. You know you know that right? Yeah. So we we use the opens as the uh, the platform workouts for new kids in the box and that encourages also the community to, to see right. try uh, benchmark yourself against the other people in other box, uh, boxes benchmark against your friends benchmark against your brothers probably in another box here and there so um, the open has like ad- I guess each box here the way I see it, each box here in the Philippines has its way of uh, adopting the op- adapting the open to their programming uh, in the sense that one, your the fitness goal is still there, but same time also to, to drive the community uh, or to unite the community within within that box. Right. I mean, remember when um, we had the the interbox throwdown? Yeah. The fourth. It was just two boxes. Yeah, the fourth. Imagine like the the emotional investment each box put into yeah. that, right? Yeah. And then like after so, so much withdrawal symptoms. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's like down productivity and everything. Yeah, everyone okay. stopped working. So, yeah, right. Yeah. So I guess some in somewhat like people who do the open, they're rah-rah about it. Right. Others are like, 
okay, gets gets do it. Then eventually you see the emotional aspect come kick in, and then eventually later on, like people who oh, five five weeks have gone by. Wow, and yeah. I did this, I did that, and all that, and you know, maybe next year um, there'll be something new, or yeah. I'll, I'll do something again. So yeah. it, it really depends. But then um, I think. Open should be just treated like a cel- celebration of fitness. Yeah, I agree. Because because certain people sometimes, I mean, if the turn off for an open is because ah no, because they need that for people to compete. They need that for people to make it to the games. Right. But th- they're missing the point. Right. Yeah. They're they're missing the point. So I guess us as affiliate owners, managers, coaches, we should like um, evangelize what the open is really about. Right. Okay. It's not about competition. It's really about like that fitness litmus test that in a year that you're looking forward mm. to or you dread. Yeah. It really depends on what your mindset is. And just do it. Okay? Yeah. See how you how you are versus last year. Mm. Make the strides as as the as uh, you know the person wanting to be fitter yeah. or stronger. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever your whatever your goal is. Yeah. Right? I think you just make sure that your fitness goals are aligned to when you do the open. Right. Okay? And if it does, do it, celebrate it, revel in it. Right. Okay, not to say it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt, but it, <laughs> it will for five weeks. But you know you're gonna be better for it. Yeah. You're gonna be much better for it. I think one thing that we can learn a lot about what Pao was saying, his stories, and and this comes from a very sincere uh, segment of Pao's heart. Because of course, like we said, he's one of the first people to ever really experience the open um, at its raw stages because. If you didn't know, prior to 2012 and 2011, it wasn't always the open. It wasn't always open to the world. Um, the way you got to the CrossFit Games was actually via sectionals, which is uh, yeah, it was only limited to the U.S. Yeah, limited to the in, U.S. in Europe at that time. For, let's say for foreigners to yeah. to even be considered for the CrossFit Games, you have to be part of the sectionals. Yeah. If I correct, if I remember correctly, you have to be part of the sectionals, participate qualify so you can make it to the games. Yeah, okay. yeah. and you have to be like a top athlete. But of course, that's, that's the competitive side. But I think the more important part about this is is the highlight of how important a journey is, right? Um, me, personally, I feel that the CrossFit Open is a is this long-term journey of fitness. And as what Pao was saying, that's, how, that's what we should be celebrating. But apart from fitness, a lot of it has to do with also community. Like what Pao and I were Pao was saying earlier, um, a lot of the good memories came from the idea that at regionals or at the home box or when we were doing this throwdown or when I was doing this workout. Now, if you were by yourself or if you knew that you were the only person doing that in the whole wide world, then it won't really have that much meaning to you. But the fact that you know that you're doing it at that very moment, whereas 272,000 other people, this is based on last year's number, are doing the same workout and going through the same pain, kind of gives value that is not something that you don't, not something that you get from anything else. There's a much more deeper meaning to doing the workouts apart from just, oh, I need to do this to qualify for regions. Oh, I need to do this because my coach said so. Um, we really like to be able to view it in a sense that, okay, you did a whole year of fitness, right? Now, how do we get the test if you're better this year than you were last year? How do we get the test that you, your older self, because let's not deny age happens, right? Your older self is actually stronger than your younger self, right? How do we get to say that, oh, you've achieved your goals um, in the year that you've been doing CrossFit? And more importantly, the question being is, how do we add meaning to your fitness journey, right? How do we add meaning 
to your CrossFit training, which is basically what the Open promotes, right? And it's only five weeks in the year. And, it, and in my honest opinion, it's one of the most magical five weeks uh, of the year. Now, I came, unlike Pao, I came from, I used to be a very competitive uh, athlete as well. But when I came into CrossFit, I was literally a fat ass. Oh, by, by the way, I came into CrossFit as a fat ass as well. Yeah, but he, he was much longer. So when I was watching them doing the Open at the time, it was all magical to me. I remember the workouts that he was discussing earlier, the guy that did 114, 115 burpees, I did 30, right? That wall ball, double under muscle up workout, you had to do 100 wall balls. I 150, did 150, 150 wall balls. balls. I did 50 of those wall balls. And that's it, that, that, that's in 14 minutes. That's how unfit I used to be. Now, four years later, I can probably address these workouts and I can say, I'm not gonna brag about it, like, oh, I'll probably perform in the top segments of the region. But more importantly, I can look back and I can say that, oh, it's been an amazing journey and I'm excited for what is yet to come. And that's why I feel that ev that's what everybody should be excited about as this year's Open rolls in. And as what Pao said and as what we were discussing on air and off air, of course, um, here in the Philippines, the community has grown. It has become so massive, um, so much so that sometimes we forget that the competitive aspect is not all there is to it. So my call to action for you coaches, the guys who are listening to our podcast, is don't forget to have a good time during the Open. Don't forget what its true meaning is. It doesn't matter if you do the workout and you had to take the scaled version down up there. The important thing is there that is you no actually shame. did it. There, there is, is no, no shame. shame. It is like what Pao said, a celebration of fitness. It is a measure of how well you perform in the year. It is a good measure of whether you need to pick up some slack or not, right? Basically, I'm saying it, if you don't do the Open this year, you're probably going to regret it next year because I do. I did not sign up in 2012 because I didn't really see the value of it. But four years later now, I, to this day, I always tell everybody this. One of my biggest regrets is that I did not sign up for the 2012 Open. I would have loved to see my scores up on that permanent online leaderboard from 2012 and be able to compare it to today in 2017. And I hope to continue that from today to sometime in 2025, 2030, uh, hopefully CrossFit is still around and much bigger by then, where I can say, hey, I was not as strong as I am today. And even if by that time, I'll be older, right? Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and of course, <coughs> you know, we, we talk about, we, we say about three to five years later. And, you know, Pao, what do you think about where we will be in that amount of time? Actually, I mean, looking back at, um, you know, 2011, 2012, and looking at where CrossFit is now, I mean, we didn't, like some of the, some of the co-partners and owners that we had in CFMNL, like, whoa it's like these things are coming out from the left left part left field it's like boxes are just mushrooming you have athletes just um you know popping left and right but it's nice to see like how the how crossfit has really expanded in in the country um expanded it has been embraced by 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 us i think as a as a culture um filipinos are really um you know community, bayanihan, all that. And yep. I think a lot of the boxes exemplify that. Um, a lot of the boxes portray that. Uh, you can see how, you know, you go to each box, there's always a different character, but there's always a familial community feel, you know, barangay feel you know, to, to that extent. Um, even the non-affiliated boxes, I, those, those that we know in, in, the, in the provinces, they also have that, they also have that similar characteristic. Yeah. 
It's just amazing um, how it has grown in the last couple of years. Yeah. It's amazing also like in terms of like adapting methodologies. I think more than anything is methodologies. Because yeah. like before in CFMNL, we were we were really true to being varied workouts, right. varied like stretched to the imagination. Yeah, I mean we really, we sorry we really come with stupid and dumbass workouts. I but, used to teach a towel pull up. Yeah, no towel. The towel pull up. pull up is progression. Okay, it's a progression. But like certain workouts would not make sense. I, right now, if I if I were to review like what we did then back now, like what the hell were we thinking? Yeah. Okay, and now that. And I remember back then, there was really no strength bias. Uh, or let's say classes wouldn't be like two, three sections. It was just one long metcon, that's it. Right. You'd put in one, sh- you'd put, it, uh, put in one um, strength and then short metcon. Now it's like more balanced now. Um, I kind of take pride, if, if, if such, that making it to the regionals with not a scientific, with no scientific... Um, Understanding. Understanding and structured programming. I kind of take pride in that. Right. You know, uh, the mere fact that it's say on, I guess it's really sheer will. Right. Okay, sheer right. will that you just have to will yourself to make it and from there. You're like John Wick. Yeah. And you know what? I also remember, I think I don't, I don't know if I told you this, but I know some of the guys do. Um, going there, nutrition wasn't really something on, high on my list. So, my, my bedroom mate was BJ Raj from India. He comes in, has a whole box of Progenex stuff and supplements and everything. What did I bring? Goober's peanut butter Good and job. jelly. <laughs> and bananas. In true from, 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 uh, And bananas from the 7-Eleven or Family Mart at, at that time. Right, right, right there and then I said, we got to catch up. Okay, we got to catch up. So... That just like summarized my whole weekend. Supplementation, peanut butter and jelly. That's and athleticism. It. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's I it. think that also says a lot about like how far we've come from 2012 yes. to today. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, if you, if you look at it right now, you know, uh, the influence is there. Anything that has to do with uh, nutrition, equipment, accessories, yeah. fashion, clothing, <laughs> fashion, yeah. um, socks. Everything. Uh, there, there's so many. Like before, it would just be Nike basketball shorts. Basketball shorts. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, people even go in high cut shoes. Everything. Yeah. Now you have like the Reeboks, the Metcons, yeah. the Nobles. Yeah. Everybody's now into lifters. Yeah. Everything. So people now have a, have more awareness. Okay? Right. When yeah. it, like, what what the workout entails. What should we wear or what, what should we do? Uh, before, it was like just like the ropes now, the speed ropes now are obviously are better. Before, it was like the plastic ropes. Right. So, I think through the years, everything will just evolve. Everything will just improve. Yeah. But same thing, even the, I mean, humans always adapt and evolve as well. So, I think us, the, us the Filipinos will also be um, adapting through the times. Mm. I think some of our athletes will get bigger and stronger. Uh, who knows? There might be, there might be another athlete someday of Filipino lineage who will make it to the regionals, if not the games. 
we'll never know, right? Yeah. So I think that's one of the most exciting things about three to five years down the road, whether it be on a competitive side, like what Pa was discussing, or like whether on a community side, like will we see the Filipino community of CrossFit grow further? Will we see the Asian community of CrossFit grow further? Only now are we starting to tap into countries such as China. And so it's really exciting to see Russia. also, and Russia. Russia, we're being combined with them as well. It's also, I mean, they're Eurasia, right? It's also very exciting to see and the level of competition that's come, like what Pa was saying back then, 165 pounds snatch was relatively heavy. Today, it's somewhat on the more mediocre or medium weight moderate, for a, lot of, a lot of people. But more importantly, it still poses as a challenge to a lot of people who are starting the sport, right? So we also, we also want to make sure that we don't always forget about who the Open is really intended for, and not just for the competitive athletes. It's also the people in your box, and that's why it's always a good constant reminder for us to look at it from a perspective of what's further down the road, right? How can I help these people, or how, how can I affect, how can I inspire, how can I motivate, how can I be a part of this community to help them understand that the Open, three to five years down the road, will be my role today, helping them in their workouts, judging them, teaching them how to do double unders, um, you know, cheering them on three to five years down the road, they'll be doing that to the newer guys as well. So it's sort of like a pass the torch on system that I feel has always been an amazing thing. And I've seen it uh, in the past five years that I've been in the industry. And I'm really excited. I think that everybody should be. As coaches, I do feel that it is our sole duty to really be on the inspirational and motivational piece, um, especially for our communities our fellow athletes, and also never forget your fellow coaches. Your coaches still need coaches. You need a coach. The moment you decline or you deny that fact, then you're already cutting off the importance and the value of your fitness journey, right? So I think it's something that we all share in the CrossFit world. Um, and I think with that, it's a really good sort of like sum up of, of where we are currently, uh, at least in the Philippines on a local version, uh, with regards to the CrossFit Open. It's, it's a super nice topic and there's really so much to say, but it's always nice to look back on where it all started. So we have an idea of what's to come, right? Yeah. We're going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to do some closing remarks and Paul's going to talk us through uh, the transition from being an individual athlete to what is now a master's athlete. And of course, uh, just our remaining closing remarks. Thanks. And we're back. And of course, it's closing time for episode number five. I think it's one of the most fruitful episodes we've shot so far. It's a, it's a big trip down memory lane for both Pau and I. And of Super. course, Renzi is just quiet, but he was, all, he, he, he was witness to a lot of that. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and of course, we're going to cap off with a question to Pau, which is not a lot of people have actually experienced this in the prior years. But this year, they introduced the newest category of the Masters Division, which is the age 35 to 39. So you'll see a lot of people shifting to this new division. And of course, um, it also speaks to, you know, what, uh, where CrossFit is in terms of the categorizing. Uh, you've also got these new, new, new things that you can tick off at the website. Are you a doctor? Are you a nurse? Do you, fireman. Are, are you a fireman? Garage gym. Are you the garage gym buff? Uh, yeah. Are you a soldier? So they're slowly integrating different ways to segment, not segment the community, but just basically be able to kind of compare yourselves. So one of the few people who I know actually transitioned from being a uh, individual athlete to now competing in the master's division in the CrossFit Open, that would be Pao. So how was that like for you? <laughs> okay, well, first and foremost, um, also for, for you guys uh, watching, listening, um, the 35-39 division is the newest division in the master's category. But 
previous to that, uh, it, it's been like four years since master's category has been introduced. So there, there has been that uh, master's category 40 to 44, 45 to 49, 50 to 54, 55 to 59, and older. Yes, older. We're okay? not saying which one probably. No, no, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> so last, last year was my first time to be a master's athlete for the 40 to 44 category. There you go. Okay, so yes, I am. I, it's been four decades already. All right. So. Still I am, stronger I, than most athletes. I embrace. I embrace my age. I embrace my age. But what I can tell you is, like in the past um, couple of years, um, my numbers have still been going up. My lifts are still up. Um, retests on certain benchmarks have been improving as well. I've I've cut down some some of my times. Surprisingly, okay. I still sometimes it's still hard to believe, but it's there. Okay. Um, so it works. You trust the process, the programming works, and that's it. So back to again, back to again, the transition. Um, what's the difference? Age. <laughs> it's yeah. just age. I mean, like I said, I've been doing competitive CrossFit for the last uh, five years, okay? Um, you know, the, tr the training will always be there. The intensity will always be there. How you approach, how you approach your training, the game will always be there. It's just that you just age. At the same time, you also have um, other priorities in life. Family, work. Um, I have four kids. Okay? I, I have to juggle my work, my family time, uh, my time with my kids, my other obligations, as well as training time as well. Um, I guess it's really more if ever you do reach that point or for certain athletes who still want to compete, uh, but then you have a lot of things going on in your life. It's really about uh, you know work-life balance, time management, right. yeah. discipline. Okay, I think one of the things, if let's say the ambition that I had last year was try to make it to the games in the masters category. So to do that, it's a three. Uh, you have to do the open, and then after the open, the top 200 worldwide of your category will be ranked. And then from there, you'll have to do what you call the Masters Online Qualifier. It's like the Open, uh, but you have four workouts that you have to do in a span of five days. So you have, you have uh, yeah. <laughs> so kumbaga, imagine if like the Open is five one workout for five weeks. This one is four workouts. You have to compress everything in five days. As many attempts as you want within that five days. Okay, And I think what people with my age or getting to my age or even older than me should realize how your body adapts and recovers. I think at, at this point, it's really more, um, you know you can do, you know you can lift, you know you can do metcons, you can know the skills, but how will you feel the next day? How will you feel the two days after? That's, that's, that's the important thing that athletes or you know, everyday athletes, even if you go to the box like five times a day, you need to understand like how does your body recover? Are you hitting a plateau? Are you getting sluggish during the week? Are your energy levels optimal? Are you resting enough? Are you sleeping enough? Um, for me, those are the things that I'm more attuned now. That's why you go back to the Netflix iFlix discussion a while ago. Right, I, you yeah. know, I, I really don't, I really don't watch TV anymore. I try, you know, if anything, if I need to catch up on something uh, video-wise, there's Facebook or socials. Um, during my breaks or like while I'm on the road, that's where I, I, I get to catch up on stuff. Um, 
But like when I get home late, whether it be work or training, it's just like dinner, talk with the kids, yeah. and then sleep. Yeah. Okay. And then next day, you know, eat, rinse, repeat. Yeah. That's that's how life is. Right. Um, I was I was going back to the same. If you if you want to make that goal, let's say to be regionals, knowing how competitive it is now, um, and the more you you look like for a platform like the the games. It's like one percent make it to the games. Right. So, um, I'm already. I, I don't know if it's a disadvantage, but then when you have like other athletes um, as full-time box managers, mm-hmm. owners, coaches who actually um, make it, you know, make the box their their home and their life, and they have the all day to train. I think. Obviously, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. Put a disclaimer in terms mm. of like maybe the the dynamics here in the Philippines for let's say for us for most box owners and all that versus box owners in the states or mm. Europe and all that Australia um, obviously that's like their their sole income <coughs> and like most of the people I know like you and the other box owners and managers they they have different jobs investments mm. uh, and other obligations as well so uh, here in the Philippines I think we're more we just really we need to be more organized right. okay if you're if you're Goal is to make it to super regionals, or let's say to make it to to uh, masters via the make it to the games via the masters. There's a lot of hard work. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot of sacrifice. Um, I think last year when I made that effort, um, there were a lot of sacrifices. There were a lot of sacrifices. Not to say that this year isn't any different, but I guess because um, my circumstances last year was totally different versus mm. last versus this year right. in terms of travel and uh, logistics alone um, there were a lot of sacrifices right. to be made last year yeah. um, so I think in if you think that going to the masters category is an easy way to get to regionals and games you are dead wrong yeah. um, it's, it's just still gets, it's still very competitive it's yeah. still very competitive and especially like um, in a few years, maybe that like in a two to three year span, when the Matt Chance, the Tommy Hackenbrooks, the Neil Maddox hits thirty nine and forty, and you want to compete with them, uh, okay, yeah. that means you just we just yeah. we just need to work as hard as them. Yeah. Can it be done? Of course it can be done. But like I said, sacrifices have to be made. You have to really be smart with your training. You need to find a good coach um, yeah. to really make you understand what you need to work on. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Um, there's really no magic pill. There's nothing different with what I've done when I started. When I started the structured training, mm. um, volume has probably increased. Uh, philosophies of my of my training have <coughs> differed, but to reach the end goal is, mm. is the same. So yeah. it's I'm just happy as I've aged. Yeah. It's like wine. Right. I'd like there you to, go. Yeah, 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 there you go. No, no I, I, you know what? It's, it's just sometimes I just have to, you know, pinch myself. Right. Let's say, you know, I PR'd my snatch. I PR'd my clean and jerk. Yeah. Um, still seeing advancements. And you still see advancements. Right. You know, it, it's, not, it's not exponential, but geometric. Like, yeah. I look at certain lifts. Like, for the year, I've added like 20 to 30 pounds over when I started the year. Mm-hmm. Um, the times have gone down. Improvements have been made. The same skill work, so that's good. It's it, it's there. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, like I said, trust the process. Uh, put in the work. 
love what you do. Right. You know, enjoy enjoy the journey. So, yeah. um, I like to compete. I like to compete. Um, um, with, but at the same time, you know, it will come to a point wherein, um, you know, I will have to tone down. Mm. Okay, I can't. Yeah. I can't do this forever, yeah. right? I can't do this forever. I love to do it forever, but I know I can't do it forever. So as long as my body, uh, my time, and my effort, and obviously the passion that I have will continue to to keep me going, then I I love to do competitive CrossFit but mm. if one day you find me dropping in for a class or you know I'll be with in a boot camp class or whatever don't be surprised because yeah. at that time probably my goals have changed you know it's, it's time to pack it in uh, no more two three hour training right. you yeah. know and just just celebrate fitness just love yeah. fitness so and this is this is also sort of why I wanted to cap off the, the show uh, this episode with this topic um, the Philippines if you've been around since day one at least with regards to CrossFit, you'd know that we're starting to hit a certain age where it's kind of getting to a point where we're maturing a lot, right? You're seeing girls doing muscle-ups. You see guys and girls walking on their hands. Uh, these are not things that were super prevalent before. But more importantly, we have to also recognize that apart from our actual body age, you also have a training age. And so for the most part, if you've been around since day one, your training age right now is five years. And you're going to start to see a lot of people start to kind of question themselves, right? They're going to ask themselves, why am I still doing this? What am I doing this for? I'm not going for regionals this year. I shouldn't even do it. Wrong, right? I want everybody to understand that the Open is much more than that, right? We have to have an understanding like what Pao said, goals. It's all about goals. Sure, if your goal is to make it to the CrossFit Games, then that's on you. Your training, you will be adjusted accordingly, like what Pao was saying. Um, you'd have to make the sacrifices. You'd have to make the certain adjustments, the methodologies, the different philosophies, the different kind of mental preparedness and physical preparedness needed for that. But if your goal is just to be part of that community aspect of the Open, just being part of your box, just being able to be part of this worldwide phenomenon that only happens once a year for five weeks in a year, then you shouldn't limit yourself, right? You shouldn't say, oh, I've been doing this for so long, I don't want to do it anymore. Wrong. You are missing out if you put yourself in that kind of mentality. So I urge everybody to just kind of rethink this whole process of being part of the open as some sort of like obligatory work for your box. It's not, guys. It's your journey, your journey of fitness. Grab a coach who can guide you through that, who will not allow you to burn out, who will allow you to enjoy what it really means and see the value of it. And if your goals are aligned uh, with your coach or your trainer or your training partners, then you guys can achieve much, much more, right? Um, Pao, one quick word of advice to everybody out there, our listeners, our viewers, uh, who are about to do their Open, whether mm. it's their first time doing the Open or their fifth time doing the Open here in the Philippines. Okay. Um, I think at the end of the day, what's important is, you know, whether you do CrossFit or any other, you know, conditioning regimen, it's all about the journey. Uh, it's all about the journey. Doing the Open is part of that journey. Okay. It's like when you, you know, like, when you have a family and you go on a vacation every year, right? You look forward to a certain, you look forward to that vacation. It's the same thing, let's say, with people in the CrossFit. They look forward to the Open. Okay, it's the year won't be complete without doing the Open. You know, you can do scaled, you can do RX, you can do whatever version of you want. But it's you know, it's a matter of doing it. And then it's like a check-in. Every year you see how you've improved. You see how how far you've gone. I mean, we know where 
I know where I've, I've gone uh, since I started CrossFit. Coach Job knows where, where he has gone. Enzo will about to find out, you know, <laughs> how far he has gone. And, I, and what I'd like everyone to do is really, you know, uh, immerse yourself in the open. Let it be part, let it be part of, your, of your fitness journey. You have your community to back you up. Okay, you have your training partners, your your best friends, your your mommies and daddy classes to to help you out and so on and so forth. Um, just immerse yourself, enjoy it. Don't expect anything of yourself. Okay, when you see the workout, three, two, one, go. Just do it. Okay, it's just gonna it. yeah, just, it's gonna suck. You know, it's gonna hurt, but in the end, it's going to be worthwhile. And you know, after five five weeks, it's done. You did your best. Pat yourself on the back. Yep. And it's going to be one of the best decisions of your life. Yeah. That's for sure. I mean, yeah. I, I don't regret ever doing my first one. And I look forward to this being my, my fourth, my, my fifth one already. So definitely, definitely yeah. something to look forward just, to. Just embrace it, guys. Just embrace it. Enjoy the journey. Like I, even, even like the competitive athletes that I train with, I always tell them that your training is not training towards, let's say, specific things. Those are short-term goals. It's all, it's all about the overall journey that you have as an athlete. Um, you know, you have a body, you're an athlete. You do boot camp for fitness, you're an athlete. You do regular classes with the barbells and everything, you're still an athlete. What do you want to accomplish? It all, it all boils back to goals. And hopefully the open is just part of that process in your journey to hopefully having a fitter and better mm. you. You, yeah. Words you. of advice from one of the pioneers of CrossFit in the Philippines and one of the original head coaches of CrossFit Manila. Uh, and of course, thank you again, Pao, for thank being here. Thank you for having the me. Honor, thank yeah, you no, for coffee. Yeah, of course. Thank you again to Bean and Barley for providing us with our caffeine as needed uh, per episode. We'd like to thank one more time the Healthy Grocery. Healthy Grocery, thank you. Yeah, check them out at www.thehealthygrocery. Love your uh, stuff. Yeah. Follow them on Facebook and also on Instagram. Uh, you can order their, their online and they will deliver it to you. And once again, of course, thank you to everybody for listening to our, to, to our podcast, watching us on YouTube, whether you're in the car, you're hanging out, you're doing mobility, or even in, at your own gym. We are completely honored and we are absolutely always thankful to, for you guys for spending that amount of time during the day. Um, catch us next week as we give you guys another episode and two weeks later when we have another guesting. Uh, please do follow us one more time on Instagram and Facebook. We are Ground Grown Podcast. On YouTube, we are also the Ground, Ground, Grown. Ground Grown page. Please make sure to subscribe so you can see all of our updates and our upcoming videos. And for episode number five of the Ground Grown Podcast, my name is Job. KP. Big boy. Big, boy. Big boy. Good luck in Open 2017. Good luck, everybody. We'll see you next week. Peace.